Alright, are you ready to do this rap battle? Well, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I hope it doesn't go like last time. What do you mean? What happened last time? Well, you said all these like really mean things about me and I just didn't think it was right. Well, that's, I mean, it's a rap battle. We're going to say terrible things about, like, I promise you, I'm going to say terrible things about you right now, like, pretty soon when we start doing this rap battle. Well, I just don't, like, think that's what it should be about. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that, I think. I mean, that's, does that, I mean, does that sound fair to you? Well, not really. I mean, I don't, you say agree to disagree, but I don't agree to do that. Well, that's the point. When you agree to disagree, you don't actually agree. You agree to not agree. Yeah, but I don't agree to that. I think we're just going to have to move past this. Yeah, but... No, we really do just have to move past this, alright? And start this rap battle. Alright. Who's going first? I think it should be you. You lost last time. I... Alright, as the person who lost last time, I will start. I don't know why I came here tonight. I just wanted some fresh air. I thought that would be alright. I don't think we should have to do a rap battle. That's something more akin to cattle. I don't think we should be like cows. We should be like how we ought to be really. Don't you feel me? Don't you think that you would be better as a free-thinking human? Or we could go get a bloomin' onion from my favorite Australian-themed restaurant. I know, you're thinking of a specific one that had a very good commercial. I, I feel like you kind of lost it there. Yeah, I mean, okay, it was my first attempt this time. Alright, are you ready for me to start again? Yeah, yeah, do whatever you're gonna do. I think that place was called Outback Steakhouse. It made me into a kind of mouse. I found that in my guts I had things that people could use to build things. My things were things and they were built and I was quite built and my thing was looking good in my little built out speedo thing. You might have seen me there on the beach. You could have reached out and touched it if you felt like. I mean, many people have felt like doing that and they did it at one point. And then they actually got in a bit of trouble because you're not supposed to do that because I'm I, I'm actually being paid to be a statue here on the beach and you shouldn't touch me because it's actually, you know, it actually kind of violates something about the art form. I mean, that put me to shame. But I don't think that's like saying much. Alright, well, you try and do better. I think I will. Sunflowers are pretty great. I like them when they're over my head. Don't you wish that you knew what to do when words are coming out of your brain and you feel insane and you feel like you're always feeling pain and you wish that you knew what to do with this dish that someone made for you. It's got all these things that you can't eat. You're gluten intolerant and you don't want to go on a rant, but you just feel like they could have made a special effort, something that would have made them realize that you are actually not able to eat pies. I feel like I really took pies to task. 
Yeah, pies, pies are on notice, and I think they would probably feel very sad when they hear this. Oh, are you, are you going to play this for a bunch of pies? This is mostly going to be played for pies. Well, all right. Uh, do you want to close us out here? All right, I'm, I'm going to. Don't worry. I just want any pies listening to know that I hate you and I want to bake you, like bake you again so you get overcooked. Oh look, you turned out all burnt and I'm turned. I'm getting drunk off your tears and your fears and I want to rule the world and you won't get to rule the world because you're just a pie. Yeah, I think pies are thoroughly humiliated now. Yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, maybe I went a bit too harsh on the pies, but I think, you know, I think pies should just accept that they really never are going to be uh, like head of state ever. Well, finally, there's something we can agree on. Kimosabe. Why would you call me Kimosabe? You've never called me that before. Well, you know. Everyone wants to try out new nicknames every now and again. All right, and thanks for uh, tuning in to this week's edition of Camping Misadventures, the show where y'all call in with the funny foibles that happen when you're out there uh, packing your stuff and hucking it and taking it and getting real, just getting real raw in nature. And like funny stuff will happen and we just got to laugh at it because, you know, we're, it's all, it's all going to end. It's, the world's going to grow cold and we're going to like the light behind each and every one of you listening's eyes is gonna it's gonna go out forever one day and you know i mean if we haven't laughed about some funny things that happened when we were in the woods like can we really say that we were alive at all i say no calling number one you are calling in from upser state new york uh what do you have to say about a funny thing that happened in the woods yeah, um, so last summer, I went camping up in the Yukon, actually, and I, I rented a horse. Um, and the guy who rented me the horse, he said, okay, just remember, this horse is a little touchy, so don't, don't ever, like, don't kick it. Like, you're going to want to kick it. Yeah, you, like, I think and most people, when they're on a horse, they see in the movies, they want to they kick that horse. They want to, like, give it a little, like, kick. Kick with their, their legs, like the side of their foot. Like a, like they're, they're kicking a soccer ball. Yeah, I mean, that's what I wanted to do. That was exactly what I wanted to do. But apparently, if I'd done that, the, 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 uh, the horse's entire stomach would have exploded. And I... To, to be honest, I say that from experience because I did, in fact, kick the horse and his entire stomach uh, just burst out there on the uh, the Yukon. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty horrific. What did you do then? Well, as it happened, I hadn't really packed in any rope, so I used the intestines to drag 
uh, a tree that I had felled uh, with actually the hoof of the horse. Uh, I had planned to kill the horse all along, to be honest. Like I needed all the bits to do uh, my various crafts. And, you know, uh, I mean, to be honest, that, that horse was dead as soon as I saw it. I guess that's why I thought it was funny, because that guy was trying to tell me, hey, don't this, do this, you'll kill the horse. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, buddy. Meanwhile, I'm definitely going to kill that horse. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty funny. Like, I mean, I... Personally, I never would kill an animal because I, I believe that all, all, all life is precious, even though it's uh, obviously going to go away uh, very soon. Uh, but, you know, I mean, teach their own. And thanks for calling in with your story, friend. All right. Uh, caller number two, you're calling in from uh, the Serengeti. I bet there's a lot of good camping there. Yeah, we do camping here. All right. Do you have like a good story about that? Yes. Wait, do you want to tell it to us? Oh, okay. Uh, so I was out in the, the bush, as we call it here, and I was looking at a lion. And the lion looked back at me. And the thing about a lion is when it looks at you, you know that it sees you. You know that it really understands. You know that it gets you. You know what I mean? And so I I went up and I pet the lion. And the lion rolled onto its back, exposing its belly, which is a very, like, it's the most kind gesture a lion can do because it knows if it shows you that belly, you could just stab it there with your spear or your knife or whatever you are carrying that is sharp. Maybe the hoof of a horse that you just killed on purpose in order to do crafts. Uh, but whatever it is, you could cut open that, that that lion, no problem. And the lion knows, the lion knows that. So I was I was rubbing down the lion's belly, and that was when I realized I had forgotten my torch. Oh, okay, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a problem. And I had a good laugh about that. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, good luck out there. Caller number three, you were calling in from the Olympic Peninsula. Sorry, I got a little bit repeaty there. You were calling in from the Olympic Peninsula. What's what's going on out there? Do you have a fire? Do I have a fire? I really need fire. Well, what's going on, friend? It's real dark and cold, and I killed a wildebeest, but I don't have, like... Hold on, you killed a wildebeest? Yeah, I killed a wildebeest. Is that... You, you think I can't kill a wildebeest? I mean, it's more that I just am confused why there's a wildebeest there on the Olympic Peninsula. It's in a zoo. I'm in a zoo. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a zoo. It's after dark. It's very cold. Do you have fire or not? Well, I could tell you how to start a fire. I don't know if I have time for that. I'm very hungry. Well, I think you got to learn a little bit of patience, friend. The thing about camping is, if you're not patient, sooner or later, something will come along that's going to kill you. I think that man just faded away into oblivion. The fate that does await us all, naturally. 
Caller number four, you are calling in from the edge of the Grand Canyon. That must be a wonderful view. Yeah, it's good. So what what kind of fun story do you have for us? Well, I was walking along the trail, and I saw a donkey, and it was coming up the trail. And at first I thought, that's weird, a donkey by itself coming up the trail. Yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds strange. Normally you'd see the donkeys like either being pulled by someone or maybe someone be riding on them or maybe a donkey being pushed like in a cart. Like if it's an old donkey and they want to like give it a nice time, they might do that. But normally they're not unaccompanied, as you say. No, it was very strange. So I went up to the donkey and I said, Hey there, donkey, how you doing? Why did you get away from your master? Are you running away? Do you have problems? Do you need a place to stay tonight? Do you feel like, you know, nothing's ever right with you because you're a donkey and, like, it's just a hard life? And as I said all that, the donkey, like, had this look in its eyes. Like, it understood what I was saying. Oh, you don't say. It understood like it understood what you were saying? That's right. And when I looked at its eyes, I realized they were human eyes. It it had human eyes in it? Yeah, the donkey had human eyes. And that's when I found a note uh, stapled to the side of the donkey's saddle. And it said, Oh, hello, I am not actually a donkey. I am a human that was turned into a donkey by a wizard. And the only way that I can uh, I can become free again and be a human is for a woman uh, who is truly in love with me to kiss me on the mouth. Well, that sounds like a real predicament, because, like, I mean, how, how do you ever get it to know a donkey enough to truly love it? That's what I was thinking. I was thought, like, I mean, I could kiss this donkey, but, like, am I really going to be in love with it? That sounds like a tall order. Yeah, man, that sounds like a real tall order to me. I mean, what did you do? Well, me and the donkey, we lived together for a number of years, and first we had a bit of trouble, but finally we figured out a way to communicate where the donkey could tap its hooves in different ways. It could tap in kind of Morse code. We had to simplify it a bit because, I mean, like, even though it's got human eyes, it's still got a donkey's brain, so that the real Morse code was a bit hard, but it was more like one for yes, two for no, uh, three for more food, four for less food, five for I need to go to the bathroom, that kind of thing. But the thing is, the donkey was, like, even with those rudimentary communication tools, it wrote me some real nice letters. No kidding, the donkey's writing you letters. Yeah, the donkey's writing me real nice letters, and I just, I just really grew to love it. And then, and then the day came for you to finally, finally kiss the donkey. Oh no, I'd been, I'd been, I mean, I'd been kissing the donkey the whole time. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, it was really only on the like maybe like year three. When I thought, you know what, donkey, I really love you. And then I gave it a kiss right on the mouth. And poof, it turned into a man. All right. And so now you and that man, are you like living living together? You, 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 real, you really, you making a go of it? No, uh, he was kind of fat. All right, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you got to have standards. 
Yeah, it's that, you know, shit. I'm not running a charity. I hear that. Well, that was a good camping story. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time on Camping Misadventures. And cling on to every last scrap of life that you can, because it's all, it's all real, it's all real good. You're going to need it. <laughs>